Transform your home in one weekend with paint from Menards. Get a paint that combines durability and gorgeous color. Dutch Boys DuraClean Interior Paint and Primer in One offers Stay Clean technology, making your home stay beautiful and clean longer. And with Dutch Boys Easy Opening Smooth Pouring Container, transforming your home has never been easier. Save big money on Dutch Boy paints and head into Menards to get your paint project started today. Save big money at Menards. This podcast is sponsored by Talkspace. May is Mental Health Awareness Month, and Talkspace, the leading virtual therapy provider, is encouraging people to talk it out in therapy. By talking or texting with a supportive licensed therapist at Talkspace, You'll gain insights, discover truths, and experience breakthroughs that will improve how you live and how you feel. With Talkspace, just answer a few questions online, and you'll be matched with a therapist. And because you'll meet your therapist online, you don't have to take time off work or arrange childcare. You'll meet on your schedule, whenever you feel most at ease. Plus, Talkspace works with most major insurers, and most insured members only pay a $25 copay or less. No insurance? No problem. If you want to make progress toward a mentally healthier place, Talkspace is here for you. Now get $80 off your first month with promo code SPACE80 when you go to Talkspace.com. Match with a licensed therapist today at Talkspace.com. Save $80 with code SPACE80 at Talkspace.com. Well, hello, everyone, and Merry Christmas. This podcast is being issued during the 2022 Christmas season, on Christmas Eve to be exact, and today we're going to allow the scriptures to tell the story of Jesus' birth. So this episode's going to be a little bit longer than usual. I just invite you to stay with us. You're with the Jesus Stories podcast, the podcast which tells the stories of Jesus in an informal, informative, and interesting way. I'm George Taylor, your storyteller, and we'll get into our story in just a moment. But I must remind you that this podcast comes to you because of the support we receive from you, our listeners. I know some of you pray for us, and I thank you for that. Some of you give financially, and again, I thank you for that. If you're not one of those supporters, it's very easy to become one. Just visit our website, that's jesusstories.info, click on the support this podcast tab, and you'll be able to make a one-time donation or maybe even a monthly donation of a small amount. Whatever you do, we appreciate your support of Jesus Stories. So let's get into the Christmas story. So do you realize that the Christmas story does not begin in Bethlehem? Many would have you think that, but John tells us that the story begins at the very beginning of time, actually even before that. He writes this, In the beginning, the Word, that's Jesus, already existed. The Word, Jesus, was with God, and the Word, that's Jesus again, was God. He existed in the very beginning with God. 
God created everything through him and nothing was created except through him. The word gave life to everything that was created and his life brought light to everyone. That light shines in the darkness and even the darkness can never extinguish it. Furthermore, the story of Jesus is tied to the birth of his cousin, John the Baptist. Well, we catch that in the book of Luke. Take a listen. When Herod was king of Judea, there was a Jewish priest named Zechariah. He was a member of the priestly order of Abijah, and his wife Elizabeth was also from the priestly line of Aaron. Zechariah and Elizabeth were righteous in God's eyes, careful to obey all of the Lord's commandments and regulations. They had no children because Elizabeth was unable to conceive, and they were both very old. One day, Zechariah was serving God in the temple, for his order was on duty that week. As was the custom of the priests, he was chosen by lot to enter the sanctuary of the Lord and burn incense. While the incense was being burned, a great crowd stood outside, praying. While Zechariah was in the sanctuary, an angel of the Lord appeared to him, standing to the right of the incense altar. Zechariah was shaken and overwhelmed with fear when he saw him, but the angel said, Don't be afraid, Zechariah. God has heard your prayer. Your wife, Elizabeth, will give you a son, and you are to name him John. You will have great joy and gladness, and many will rejoice at his birth, for he will be great in the eyes of the Lord. He must never touch wine or other alcoholic drinks. He will be filled with the Holy Spirit even before his birth, and he will turn many Israelites to the Lord their God. He will be a man with the spirit and power of Elijah. He will prepare the people for the coming of the Lord. He will turn the hearts of the fathers to their children, and he will cause those who are rebellious to accept the wisdom of the godly. Zechariah said to the angel, How can I be sure this will happen? I am an old man now, and my wife is also well along in years. Then the angel said, I am Gabriel. I stand in the very presence of God. It was he who sent me to bring you this good news. But now, since you didn't believe what I said, you will be silent and unable to speak until the child is born, for my words will certainly be fulfilled at the proper time. Meanwhile, the people were waiting for Zechariah to come out of the sanctuary, wondering why he was taking so long. When he finally did come out, he couldn't speak to them. Then they realized from his gestures and his silence that he must have seen a vision in the sanctuary. When Zechariah's week of service in the temple was over, he returned home. Soon afterward, his wife, Elizabeth, became pregnant and went into seclusion for five months. How kind the Lord is, she exclaimed. He has taken away my disgrace of having no children. Now, the story will shift to the village of Nazareth in Galilee and Mary's messenger from Jehovah God. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a village in Galilee 
to a virgin named Mary. She was engaged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of King David. Gabriel appeared to her and said, Greetings, favored woman. The Lord is with you. Confused and disturbed, Mary tried to think what the angel could mean. Don't be afraid, Mary, the angel told her, for you have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be very great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his ancestor David, and he will reign over Israel forever. His kingdom will never end. Mary asked the angel, But how can this happen? I am a virgin. The angel replied, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the baby to be born will be holy, and he will be called the Son of God. What's more, your relative Elizabeth has become pregnant in her old age. People used to say she was barren, but she has conceived a son and is now in her sixth month. For the word of God will never fail. Mary responded, I am the Lord's servant. May everything you have said about me come true. And then the angel left her. At this point, Luke ties the two stories together. A few days later, Mary hurried to the hill country of Judea, to the town where Zechariah lived. She entered the house and greeted Elizabeth. At the sound of Mary's greeting, Elizabeth's child leaped within her, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. Elizabeth gave a glad cry and exclaimed to Mary, God has blessed you above all women, and your child is blessed. Why am I so honored that the mother of my Lord should visit me? When I heard your greeting, the baby in my womb jumped for joy. You are blessed because you believed that the Lord would do what he said. And now Mary praises Jehovah with what we now call the Magnificat. I call it the first Christmas carol. Oh, how my soul praises the Lord. How my spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. For he took notice of his lowly servant girl. And from now on, all generations will call me blessed. For the mighty one is holy, and he has done great things for me. He shows mercy from generation to generation to all who fear him. His mighty arm has done tremendous things. He has scattered the proud and haughty ones. He has brought down princes from their thrones and exalted the humble. He has filled the hungry with good things and sent the rich away with empty hands. He has helped his servant Israel and remembered to be merciful. For he made this promise to our ancestors, to Abraham and his children forever. Mary stays with Elizabeth about three months before returning to her own home. Then Luke tells us about the birth of John the Baptist. When it was time for Elizabeth's baby to be born, she gave birth to a son. And when her neighbors and relatives heard that the Lord had been very merciful to her, everyone rejoiced with her. When the baby was eight days old, they all came for the circumcision ceremony. They wanted to name him Zechariah after his father, but Elizabeth said, No, his name is John. What? they exclaimed. There is no one in all your family by that name. 
so they used gestures to ask the baby's father what he wanted to name him. He motioned for a writing tablet, and to everyone's surprise, he wrote, His name is John. Instantly, Zechariah could speak again, and he began praising God. Awe fell upon the whole neighborhood, and the news of what had happened spread throughout the Judean hills. Everyone who heard about it reflected on these events and asked, What will this child turn out to be? For the hand of the Lord was surely upon him in a special way. Daddy Zechariah is filled with the Holy Spirit and is given a prophecy, a teaching from Jehovah God about his son John. Yes, this is the second Christmas carol. Praise the Lord, the God of Israel, because he has visited and redeemed his people. He has sent us a mighty Savior from the royal line of his servant David, just as he promised through his holy prophets long ago. Now we will be saved from our enemies and from all who hate us. He has been merciful to our ancestors by remembering his sacred covenant, the covenant he swore with an oath to our ancestor Abraham. We have been rescued from our enemies so we can serve God without fear in holiness and righteousness for as long as we live. And you, my little son, will be called the prophet of the Most High because you will prepare the way for the Lord. You will tell his people how to find salvation through forgiveness of their sins. Because of God's tender mercy, the morning light from heaven is about to break upon us to give light to those who sit in darkness and in the shadow of death and to guide us to the path of peace. Meanwhile, back in Nazareth, Mary's fiancé, Joseph, is having some misgivings. Matthew tells us about his side of the story. Jesus' mother, Mary, was engaged to be married to Joseph. But before the marriage took place, while she was still a virgin, she became pregnant through the power of the Holy Spirit. Joseph, to whom she was engaged, was a righteous man and did not want to disgrace her publicly, so he decided to break the engagement quietly. As he considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. Joseph, son of David, the angel said, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child within her was conceived by the Holy Spirit, and she will have a son, and you are to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. And when Joseph woke up, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded, and took Mary as his wife, but he did not have sexual relations with her until her son was born, and Joseph named him Jesus. Matthew also reminds us that this was to fulfill a prophecy given by Isaiah some 600 years earlier. While Matthew gives few details of Jesus' birth, Luke gives us the familiar account. At that time, the Roman Emperor Augustus decreed that a census should be taken throughout the Roman Empire. This was the first census taken when Quirinius was governor of Syria. All returned to their own ancestral towns to register for this census, and because Joseph was a descendant of King David, 
he had to go to Bethlehem in Judea, David's ancient home. He traveled there from the village of Nazareth in Galilee. He took with him Mary, to whom he was engaged, who was now expecting a child. And while they were there, the time came for her baby to be born. She gave birth to her firstborn son. She wrapped him snugly in strips of cloth and laid him in a manger, because there was no lodging available for them. So what good is it if a king is born and no one knows about it? Well, Jehovah God takes care of that detail. Luke continues the story. That night, there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. Suddenly, an angel of the Lord appeared among them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. They were terrified, but the angel reassured them, Don't be afraid, he said. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David, and you will recognize him by this sign. You will find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth, lying in a manger. Suddenly, the angel was joined by a vast host of others, the armies of heaven, praising God and saying, Glory to God in highest heaven, and peace on earth to those with whom God is pleased. When the angels had returned to heaven, the shepherds said to each other, Let's go to Bethlehem. Let's see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. They hurried to the village and found Mary and Joseph, and there was the baby lying in the manger. After seeing him, the shepherds told everyone what had happened and what the angel had said to them about this child. All who heard the shepherd's story were astonished, but Mary kept all these things in her heart and thought often about them. The shepherds went back to their flocks, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen. It was just as the angel had told them. Eight days after his birth, Joseph and Mary take Jesus to the temple to be circumcised and named. Two prophecies are given, one by Simeon and one by Anna, about this Savior, which must have been a little concerning for the baby's parents. To hear about those prophecies, go back to episode two of season one of Jesus Stories. We cover them there. One of the elements of the Christmas story is the visit of the Magi, the wise men, to Jesus. This visit actually occurred probably sometime later in the narrative. You'll note in the story that Joseph's family is in a house, not in a stable in Bethlehem. Matthew tells us this part of the story. Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea during the reign of King Herod. About that time, some wise men from eastern lands arrived in Jerusalem asking, Where is the newborn king of the Jews? We saw his star as it rose, and we have come to worship him. King Herod was deeply disturbed when he heard this, as was everyone in Jerusalem. He called a meeting of the leading priests and teachers of religious law and asked, Where is the Messiah supposed to be born? In Bethlehem. In Judea, they said, and this is what the prophet wrote. And you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are not the least among the ruling cities of Judah, for a ruler will come from you who will be the shepherd of my people Israel. 
Then Herod called for a private meeting with the wise men, and he learned from them the time when the star first appeared. And he told them, Go to Bethlehem and search carefully for the child, and when you find him, come back and tell me, so that I can go and worship him too. After this interview, the wise men went their way, and the star they had seen in the east guided them to Bethlehem. It went ahead of them and stopped over the place, the house, where the child was. When they saw the star, they were filled with joy. They entered the house and saw the child with his mother, Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasure chests and gave him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. When it was time to leave, they returned to their own country by another route, for God had warned them in a dream not to return to Herod. And that, dear listeners, is what all the fuss is about this time of year. Why do you think that is? Well, I want you to consider some facts. First of all, based on this event, our calendars have been changed. You know, we now live in AD, Anno Domini, in the year of our Lord, this time period. It's sometimes called CE or Common Era or Christian Era, whatever you call it, it doesn't matter. The calendar is focused on the time of the birth of Jesus. Prior to his birth, BCE, the calendar counted down to year one. Since that time, we count forward from year one. Now, did you know that the concept of human rights comes from the idea that all people are created equal in the eyes of God? That's something Jesus practiced all through his ministry. At the time of Jesus, women were considered property. Did you see that in Jesus' ministry? No, you didn't. Women were elevated. In fact, Jesus' very first missionary was a woman. Go check it out. It's in episode 7. Children were considered worthless in that time. Infanticide was common in the Roman Empire, and it was even considered beautiful. But the followers of Jesus changed that. Jesus even invited the children to come to him. Christians were the first even to oppose slavery and human trafficking. You know, there are hundreds of examples like this. And that is what all the fuss is about this season. What about you? Each example of a life change as a result of the life and teachings of Jesus is a new Jesus story. If you're attending a Christian church, you've probably heard testimonies. Well, those are Jesus stories. And I am on the hunt for Jesus stories. My question is, would you be willing to share yours with me? Maybe you'd even like to share on this podcast. Either way, if you'd like to share it with me or just with the podcast, click on the Talk to Us tab on our website, jesusstories.info. Send me a message. And don't forget these Jesus stories come to you because you support us, both in prayer 
and from your pocketbook, and we appreciate that. If you'd like to help us out, visit the website, jesusstories.info, click on the Support This Podcast tab in the menu. You'll find ways to support us with a one-time contribution or maybe an ongoing expression of support. Thank you for thinking about this and praying about this. And I pray that you have a Merry Christmas, wherever you are and however you celebrate this season. We'll see you in two weeks. Transform your home in one weekend with paint from Menards. Get a paint that combines durability and gorgeous color. Dutch Boys DuraClean Interior Paint and Primer in One offers Stay Clean technology, making your home stay beautiful and clean longer. And with Dutch Boys Easy Opening Smooth Pouring Container, transforming your home has never been easier. Save big money on Dutch Boy paints and head into Menards to get your paint project started today. Save big money.